Isn't the point of traveling to get away from it all? To feel the best you've ever felt? Then maybe you should check out Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sandy beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll meet locals brimming with gratitude for an island that redefines what a paradise can be. When your trip comes to an end, you won't need another vacation because you just had the vacation. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. But I hate to see him go. It's Alliance right there. Uh, just a few more days of Alliance being our uh, opening song before we get our new, brand new theme for 2024. So we uh, start to shut the year down a little bit. I was watching a thing last night about uh, Nostradamus. And there was another um, psychic involved in that. And I can't remember the name of that one. That one just died a couple of years. By the way, speaking of dying soon, is Jimmy Carter the poster child for never wanting to age into your late 90s? Did you see a photo? You did not see Jimmy at the funeral yesterday? No. Oh, my God. Rothland looks healthier. It was. He looks like the melted guy at the end of. Uh, How'd the suit look? The suit was beautiful. The suit looked good. It kept him. I think it kept him from slumping into a big ball of, of, of carbon mass puddle on the ground. Jimmy's face. So like That is every reason not to live past a certain age is that. I mean, he's, exactly. He looks like the guy at the he end. Of he's dead. Indiana Jones. He looks like yeah, he climbed out of the box. Yeah, it ain't it ain't pretty. He, he looks like the guy in Poltergeist too. That old man that With shows up at the door. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jimmy is. Wow. Uh, it's time to go. There's no reason for him to do anything. It else. is just the point where you, your mouth just can't close. Well, he doesn't have any any control over it. It's just hard to look at. You don't want to see your human beings doing that. That was your pet. You would do the loving right thing and put him down. See that picture right there. It's the that's the poltergeist guy. Yeah. Oh, he does look like the poltergeist guy. That was when he was like functional. Ninety eight, just a year. It's before. just a lot of living. Not necessarily. And that guy, you know, two years see? ago was still going out to the um, home building. Yeah, one longer. Look at that, boy. Brett's right. The poltergeist two guy, Jimmy Carter. <laughs> He's going to come back and haunt me now. Ugh. Yeah, not to speak ill of the not yet dead yet, but Jimmy, yeah, that's enough. You've done everything we need from you. That's it. It's the same thing I say every time you put a dog down. That's it. You've given me all you can give. Yeah. And then you do the loving right thing and you euthanize. We need to start bringing that to the party here for everybody. Uh, but I was looking at the Nostradamus stuff yesterday in this special, and there's some. Uh, he basically says, like, they have, he, he started getting kind of specific with dates, so they always look at, like, times and his quatrains. And he says that uh, 2024, 25 will be the year that the red power uh, bows its head in submission, basically, uh, but the seas will pay the ultimate price. And so they're tying that back to China having this huge navy now, and that they're going to do something stupid and then get smacked for it, which hopefully that would be kind of neat. Like in this one, we win. They didn't say who was going to knock them back, but you know it's us. So that was a pretty cool one. 
And then uh, the one that he had for 2023, if you go back to the – because, you know, a few of them aren't right. He said there's going to be – he he's kind of on the forefront of saying, ah, planet's going to burn itself out. And he's – so he guessed up around 2020s that we'd start drying out pretty good and there'd be floods and things like that. And he predicted that in 2023 we'd start eating each other pretty regular. <laughs> you got to think, though, this dude was around thousands of years ago. And he's throwing specific dates. Like, I saw this happening. 2023, uh, they're going to start eating each other because of uh, it's going to get a little hotter than it needs to be. And there's going to be some flooding. And some, Sounds like a Pornhub video. Yeah, he was pretty good. Well, not like that. <laughs> well, maybe time. that's what the quatrains are yeah. being interpreted. Don't they're not necessarily. Maybe he's saying, man, I see a lot of. Back then, I don't know that they had oral sex. People being stuck in dryers, you know. I mean, <laughs> well, hey, he's, a, he's, a, he's seen into the future. Maybe he was just visualizing loads and loads of oral sex. Like, God, they're eating each other. <laughs> I didn't think of that. Trying to find the positive. Brett here. might be right. That he was, it was just his misinterpretation of his vision, which is, oh, why is she eating that? That's not supposed to go in your mouth. I can't imagine with their hygiene standards. He was standards. secretly into it, saying that everyone's going to be on to it in 2023. As afraid of it as your dad, my grandpa, all that. I don't think that that stuff was around. Uh, like, it, maybe some people dabbled in it thousands of years ago, but I'm not so sure it was a, a go-to. I'm pretty sure that they avoided that. The hygiene was so bad. But again, they were used to smelling terrible, so it was normal to them. I mean, if you met somebody from the year 500 today, the smell would be overwhelming. Overwhelming. Oh, yeah, for sure. To us, to them, yeah. it was like just an, that's the norm. it was normal. So yep. uh, you know, it's like when you go in your own house, you don't smell the soups and the stinks. You go into somebody else's, I was like, ah, but they don't smell their own house, but you do, and you know, and you're attracted to certain smells, and you're you know, I'm not see, attracted. Just to a natural. That. That's part of the, uh, the alluring. You know, yeah. there's the actual physical part where the sight and mind, but there is that part where yeah. pheromones are a big thing. The but chemistry. You're not supposed to smell them. They're just a. I don't think you're realizing yeah. that's yeah, it's going into your deal. system. But when you can smell someone for real, that's that's called you stink. A person from 500s come come in this room, will and then you say, okay, which person is from the year 500? You'd know just on this one. I mean, think about it. They probably uh, wouldn't be com- comfortable coming into the door, let alone the smells of the no. construction and walk the- by a uh, a homeless person. And that's somebody with modern technology, and that's how bad you smell when you're out on the streets. These people were out on the streets every day just being with, you know, monthly dips in water. The phrase clothes, I mean, you put add clothes on there. They didn't wash clothes, oils, and they stuck them in riverbeds and dried them outside. They stunk. That's a smelly group. So maybe that was it. I can't imagine oral sex was part of Nostradamus's world, but maybe Brett's right. Maybe in his one of his uh, trances. He saw the future, and and it, uh, you know. Well, they certainly had saw a lot of oral sex, saw a lot of cannibalism. <laughs> in mosaics in 79 AD. Sure. They were definitely doing some stuff. But I can't imagine it was regular. It wasn't part of it, you know. I can't. It wasn't like every time we do this that that has to be part of it. Kind of like it is today, where when you're going to have it, all the other facets are in play. Usually there's a little dabble in here. Like every porn, they don't just go at it. You have the, you know, she does the thing. 
Then he does the thing, and then they do those same things in a couple of – like John Mack. Then they do the same things, couple multiple positions there, and then that guy gets on top usually. Usually it's like we dabble around with the mouth stuff. Maybe Nostradamus saw that. Brett's right. The people on the special last night didn't bring that up. No, <laughs> he no, said no. that he missed with cannibalism. <laughs> but did he? But did he? Because, boy, again, you show somebody from the year 500 our videos. First, they scream at the screen because there's people living in a box. Yeah. We'd have to explain that to them. And then, and then you show them some Pornhub, and he would assume we're devouring each other. Boy, Brett's right. Nostradamus I'm wasn't wrong. We eat each other at an unusual rate in the year 2023. Back then, if it happened, it was probably headline news on a tablet or a stone. Brother Josiah caught with his face between the pig legs of that whore. Because that's how they talked <laughs> about women. Then. It was like a rap video, early days. <laughs> yeah, So, and then there was another one, this, this goofy, no-eyed lady that just recently passed away. And she had a few awesome things. But she thinks that uh, viruses are coming back from China. going to knock us on our ass again. It was pretty cool. There's a lot of... Uh, I'm funny, there was a thing stuff. about uh, the flu in China. Yeah, it's been taking a lot of people down. Well, there's 14 new respiratory. viruses, respiratory illnesses that are going on in China right now. So, oh, here's, yeah, I'm talking about Nostradamus, and here's the thing. Uh, the other one was called, uh, what the hell is her name? She was a goofy one. Crazy eyes, too. Oh, the one that said, uh, uh, like, this is another one he says in 2024. It was a pretty good one. It said that uh, a king of the Isles... Uh, who has had a controversial separation is driven out by force. The crown goes to the outcast. So you start thinking about King Charles. He had his divorce, separation. Uh, he gets rid of it. And then the crown goes to the outcast. That Harry sitting there as the outcast of the family who has no, you know, so they're saying that that could be a prediction of that. They're not seeing that, you know, going anytime in the next year or so. And then Baba Venga was, look at this broad, Baba Venga was another, oh, and she's got a few good ones, or he, I don't know what that thing is, died in 1996. Her ability to predict the future, 85% spot on. Um, she predicted Chernobyl by name. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty good stuff right there when you're pulling that out of your hat. Uh, didn't get 2023 exactly Well, right. you know, you got uh, various... Uh, uh, Places around the country that could melt down. Sure, but then, okay, explain the Kursk submarine. She wasn't alive when that submarine with the Russians on it was She's under there. She's a good there. grifter. Man. She's a pretty good grifters. grifter, but he doesn't like this. The power no, I'm just going off of what we're saying. You know, there are, So there will be people that have the power of prophecy. But when you start saying names, then you start getting a weird thing. I don't think yeah. there's power of prophecy. And that's why people go to these, you know, people and they, they say the name of someone like, yeah. wow. They can knock those things out. Uh, and then we pay attention to him. But she knocked a few good ones out. She said the death of Princess Diana uh, would be a calculated kind of uh, accident. Didn't see it as a long-term life. Called that. She guessed the submarine? Yes, she so guessed she the knew cursed. Patel and the boys yeah. were going to be down <laughs> Not there? that submarine. Oh, all right, okay. Remember the Russian one that they couldn't find for a while? Oh, There's yeah, There's like yeah. 21 in there. Oh, okay. She called it with the amount of people in there. She called the 9-11 attacks by the year. Yeah. She died in 96, so she had a few good. She had a Baba few, Venga? She, Baba Venga. She had a few good swings. Uh, she also has a few good ones. She says the Earth's orbit uh, would uh, come in 2023 and we'd be hit by nuclear blow uh, 
or bioweapons, sorry. Uh, bioweapons haven't happened yet, but there's still a month to go. Uh, so she's wrong about that one. Let's hope that Baba Venga missed that one. She calls for Putin's assassination. Uh, and that, that was, was tried. Yeah. Well, and she died in 96, so yeah. he was going away by then. Uh, she says there would be more terrorist attacks. That's easy. Biological attacks, economic crisis coming her way. But uh, her and Nostradamus have that thing about it. She never said anything about eating eating each other yet. But she's got no one asked all the way to 5,079. She's like, I'll stop here. So I guess there's no end to the world if Baba Venga says that she's got predictions going into 5,000. That's pretty solid. We can hang around for a while at least. But there's a few of them. That, it gets kind of interesting. End of the year, you always have those moments of predictors and what did people say about this year that were right. Called a few of them. But I really like Brett's uh, approach to this one. Nostradamus. Definition of eating. Probably woke up yeah. in the middle of the night going, ah, in the future. They can't keep their body parts out of each other's mouths. They've all gone cannibal. <laughs> I'm sure there was a creepy old man or two that would go down on a woman's sewer back in the early ADs. Oof. Imagine that. That's a homeless woman. There was no feminine hygiene. How much no is going to take? No air conditioning, oh, so they're wearing God. those and those Damn. wool and uh, stuff. Yeah, because their God told yeah. them so. And then you got to go down on that. Imagine going down to the zone and just hitting one of those. Going through wool. Wool on wool. Yeah, that that too. Your dad was disgusted by the prospect of the woman down there. Now, he said the thing about hair pie. I never dabbled in that. It's gross. All right. That's a generational deal. And it makes sense because feminine hygiene products were invented in the 30s. Up till then, women were just using socks or dirt. I don't know what they were stuffing in there to clog that up, but that's gross. In the 30s, someone came up with a cotton. Yep. <laughs> so, of course, people from Brady's dad's generation, my grandparents, they're not playing around down there. It was my parents. It was Brett's dad and my dad. They were the ones that said, Woodstock, man, I'm going in. And they started to just tear into those mud pies. You know, they had to get that... Crocodile Dundee machete out to get there, too. One thing women had to do to get rights was start washing their naughty bits on the reg because up until then, you weren't even allowed in the office. Oh. Grandma was fishy, Brady. That's all I'll say. (laughs) Gramps didn't dabble. And I don't blame him. It was very biblical back then. It's procreate and get you out of here and then wash the sheets, lady. Outside. Take those outside. Rock Wars, the wake-up song, and the you bastard sight of the day. Want to know more? Visit Holmberg's Morning Sickness online at 98kupd.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. (laughs) I always thought a little house in the prairie and stuff like that. They always look so clean. You know they weren't that clean. Nelly loved it. Living in the mud. My dad always had a fascination about the West. The West. Is, I would have loved to have lived then. I'm like, why? Ah, it's just free. I'm like dirty. Going to a saloon and picking up a hooker ah, at a brothel. Smelly, gross, Frenchified broads <gasps> that are just, blech. And you didn't smell much better, you dirty. They're just basically hippies on the run constantly riding horses. Their asses smell Paying terrible. them in gold nuggets. Ugh. Again, everybody that says it's, you know, we want things to be like they used to be. No f- way. It's the best time to be alive. 
for hygiene alone, I don't even include Amazon, but for hygiene alone, this is the best time to be alive. And we're still slacking in that overall. Well, because America still uses toilet paper. That's the worst thing we could do. But, yeah, we're disgusting. And yet, it's the cleanest we've ever been. That's saying something. So, yeah, Brett's right. Nostradamus called the uh, cannibalism. He's just a little confused by what the hell we were up to on such a regular thing. <laughs> Maybe that's all he's getting. Maybe all these transmissions we're shooting out travel around and ended up back in time, and he can see, like, TV. Uh, you know, some people can pick up radio signals with their fillings. Maybe back in the day that guy could pick up, like, futuristic Internet. <laughs> time warp. <laughs> and he's like, I'm seeing a lot of weird stuff here on the Internet. He just got hold of an Internet page. Back then, and he just kind of he got to surf the internet for a day and became a genius. Man, man, what happened in 2022? Let's say he gets like the internet from 2045, and he just kind of does a a deep dive into some of the news. And he's like, "What the hell's going on in 2023 with everybody eating each other?" He definitely did a deep dive. Yeah, nobody explained. Or someone time traveled and left a Wee magazine. He saw. Oh, that could be. (laughs) That would be it. Beaver hunt. The Quatrain never said beaver hunt. Yeah. Yeah. Girl next door beaver hunts will become regular features. But then you try to explain oral sex to a guy like that. It's like, no, 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 they're not eating each other. They're eating. They're not. No, no, no. They're not for sustenance. See, he's down there giving her pleasure. Oh, calm down, there, Nostradamus. No man in his right mind would put his face in a woman's sewer like that. No, that's cannibalism. I know it when I see it. But yeah, Baba Vanga's got some interesting pictures. Jimmy Carter looks like the picture of health compared to Baba Vanga. Baba Vanga is an odd thing. I like that stuff because we, you know, all those Nostradamus quatrains and things like that, we draw knowing his knowing history. We draw comparisons to what he's talking about into like, okay, that's this, you know. Yeah, you can draw. So it. you can start saying, oh, he said Hitler. He meant Hitler, and he he might not have. But we, you know, some of them are kind of like really convoluted wording. Then it's translated from his language to English, and then interpreted. So it's you know it's all kind of ham handed in a direction. If you want it to mean something, you can make it mean something. But the cannibalism thing by twenty twenty three is pretty straightforward, and I think Brett solved it. <laughs> another thing I saw, in the, and this is another way to fix the world, and I think it's time that we did this. Technology is everywhere. We all see videos of what's going on on airplanes. The way we've made air travel, just uh, greyhounds in the sky. Uh, you're, you're, no, you're getting the world's worst people record on Record coming off a record weekend. Of, yeah, but you know what? Surprisingly, not a ton of, of fight videos over the Thanksgiving weekend. That's kind of boring. I know. Everybody behaved. But uh, for the, we've had a lot of fights on planes. Like There seems to be an uptick in people's behavior on planes being really bad. Well, a dude in New Orleans on a Southwest flight decided to pop the, the door off and go up and dance on the wing. And this was on the tarmac before the plane had taken off. And uh, it, that's it. It's time that airplanes, and I know it's going to take some time to do this, that we uh, no longer allow the exit. And I'll tell the you emergency this. Exit? No more. No, we're done with that. Uh, you, you pay extra to sit in the seat with a little more foot room, but you're not allowed to touch the door. There's no more you're in control of that. Or, uh, the simple Can't quiz, they do it like a car where you can have child lock? Right. The that's the point. The pilot it. has it. And if the pilot's in distress... The stewardess had, there's a, a protocol like president, vice president, house, you know, like third, fourth, fifth in line who can touch the button. Somebody will be alive at one point to touch the button that's hidden in a little thing. 
if terrorists want to take the plane over and hit the button and open the doors, they've never once used the doors that are accessible to them now anyway. They don't want to get sucked out. That's not a message. They want to wreck everything. So that, that, that's a thing we don't need to have anymore is uh, public access to the doors. It's just... No. My friend who was in a pretty bad plane crash back in 1991... Uh, Northwest Airlines got hit by another plane on the runway, and he survived it. A lot of people didn't. Yeah. And uh, he said, there's no door opening. There's nobody with a cool head. He goes, you look around, and you see decapitated people, some folks on fire, and you're fine. He goes, you're not thinking, all right, single file down here. We're all going to get out. The emergency exit guy popped that door and bailed. They weren't helping folks out. Like when they ask you on the thing, you know, will you be able to assist anyone and open these doors in case of an emergency? And all you have to do is go, uh-huh. And if you nod, they're like, I need a verbal confirmation. Yes. For the extra room, you're goddamn right. And that's all you really care about yeah. is the extra foot room. You paid a few extra bucks. You've got one minor responsibility you're probably not going to be called on to do. And uh, we, it's time we stop that. Because I see the writing on the wall. A little Nostradamus on that for me. The way people are behaving on Spirit, Frontier, a little bit on Southwest, Allegiant. You start adding these uh, Walmart folks onto your planes, that little lever gets tempting. You don't know where their lives are. I don't want that dude giving the verbal confirmation for the extra room. And then going, you know what I'm going to do? Like this dude did in New Orleans. I'm going to pop this door off and dance on the wing because I don't care about jail or repercussions or anything. This sounds fun to me. And then, you know, some other guy's going to be like, oh, to hold my beer, I'm going to do it while we're flying. Which would be really hard to do. I don't think you can open it while you're flying. But you still don't need that hassle. We shouldn't have access to anything on the plane that makes the plane function or not function. Nobody's in charge of the oxygen masks coming down. They wouldn't ask you, like, would you be willing to assist in that? No. And the answer to that, by the way, is no, stewardesses. Would you be willing to assist in a case of an emergency? No. But I I'm, say yes for the foot room. But I'm getting know, out. I'm the first one out. I'm sitting by the door. You think I'm going to hang around? Yeah, what are they going to do? What are they going to do once, once you're already once out the I'm door? Running from the burning planes. Like, that guy said he'd help. Well, he lied. Oh, I didn't sign any papers on this one. Ah, we'll, we'll find him. Okay. I'll take that fine. I'm halfway across the Potomac swimming before anybody else even gets on that raft. I'm opening that door and I'm leaving. I'm not assisting one old person, one child, one lady, one healthy individual. In fact, I'm probably going to be clogged up like the Three Stooges in the door with the other healthy guy sitting next to me as we try to pop out together. No one wants to help in case of an emergency. We want the extra foot room. You guys have made a mistake. You've made it an alluring, wonderful row of coach seating. And then you throw in that little caveat, thinking that I'm going to stick around in case. The, my, ask my friend. Billy Trappin, who was on that plane burning up, how much he wanted to stay on the plane to help others. Nope. You, you'll pick somebody up and move them. And you, you can, so you can get out so of there. So you can get out of there. Like if somebody's in your way, you're like, all right, lady, I'm helping you out. You're going too slow. Technically, you're not really helping. You're, uh, you know, expediting the situation. Not one person's ever meant it when asked, would you help in case of an emergency? Yes. That's why I paid $35 more to have so much leg room in a coach flight. I'll be the last one off. That's I said. they're saying when they're volunteer. I'll make sure everyone nope. gets out. That's nope. Not, nope. <laughs> and, and trust me, those steward eye, they're not sticking around either. They know the secrets of getting out of that plane. They've got their own door. You think they're going to be there in case that thing's on fire? They'll open it. And then you're like, door's open. Whew. Then they're down the fun slide, and they're gone. 
You think they're going to help you strap your floatable seat on? No. No, they're the first ones on the golf land slide getting out of there. <laughs> Absolutely. And you might even hear, wee, because they're the first ones out and they know they're going to make it. We should not have access to that door. That should be a button the pilot has. Uh, that should be a button that the stewardess has that not only unlocks it, but shoots it off, and then the, the thing fires away. Can't be done in the air. There's no purpose for that. So it automatically defaults to can't do it while we're flying. But if it's on the ground and you don't have, like, the nuclear codes, it should be two buttons at once, like we're launching a nuclear. Everybody has to do it simultaneously. Because if the plane's landed, there's a couple people still alive to hit the buttons on the flight. Time to take it. Time to take it back from general public. Joe Public shouldn't have that. This guy guy says, I was flying back Sunday, John, thinking about this. I was standing by the bathroom door that was occupied. I'm on the plane waiting, and I'm looking at that door thinking, man, it would be so easy to pull that. It's in even all of our normal brains for a second go, what would happen if? Just start touching it. Just fiddle with it for a second and watch how fast everybody realizes you shouldn't be there. So... I'm not doing that. Not it's helping. The fire alarm walking by at school. And some Seen people that. pull it. You shouldn't have access oh. to it. Now, fire alarm's a little different because there are people who want to live and warn the others, and that's an easy one. It doesn't. But the temptation. But it doesn't blow the building up if you no. pull it. Well, you think they'd give access to people? Uh, if we had a fire alarm here that all the windows shot off and became slides, do you think we'd have access to that? Or that would be like one guy. And we, even that we one don't guy have would access to, to the thermostat. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> We're not even allowed to control the temperature in the building. Our office knows that we'd F with it so much. It would be 55 degrees in here. It would be 85 degrees. It would never be comfortable. And also it would cost them a fortune. So they keep it. We're not allowed to touch the thermostat. They broke them. So we don't get to play. And sometimes it's freezing in here. But I see the writing on the wall with the way air travel's going. And we need to start taking some of the access to the dangerous stuff away. Or just fly set jet. God damn it. That's the only way to fly. <laughs> the only way. Even the pilot came out to give us the speech. Hey, guys. I got to be honest with you. If this thing hits water, it's not rated for water. So that's me kissing your ass goodbye. <laughs> and uh, I, I don't anticipate hitting the ground. But if we do, there's a door. There's a door. You're on your own. That's kind of what he said. <laughs> Because there's no, like, emergency exit. There's a couch and a couple tables. Like, you're walking around in a living room. Everyone has access to it. So it's basically, a, they admit, you're, you know, you're pretty well off here. You're doing pretty nice on this plane. It's, it's a free-for-all. Richest guy, yeah. fastest, uh, you know, it basically becomes Darwinism the second this thing hits the earth. He gave the, he gave the speech, and, then, and here's Sierra with some more drinks. Yeah. Great. All right, I'm <laughs> in. That, that was the best part. Yeah. Sierra was still handing out drinks. <laughs> God damn it, Setchet's got it all figured out. And do you even know where the doors were? No. Emergency doors? <laughs> Me neither. The front door was the only one. That was the only yeah, one yeah. I remembered. And I looked around. And I'm like, how do we get out of it? I'm like, you don't. We don't. <laughs> this little bird's going in the earth and I'm going with it. <laughs> that thing isn't going to land safely in Kingman's desert. It's going to eat desert floor and we're going to be part of that. But you know what? We'll be smiling with a drink in our hand and Sierra in our lap the entire way down. <laughs> That's how you crash. That's how you die in an air Damn tragedy. Right. <laughs> in luxury. You imagine looking around in a... You got a Spirit Airlines crew. Half them got Whoa. their shirts off. There's a goat on the plane. Somebody's carrying a box of chickens and the thing's going down. This is your last moments. Come on. I knew it. 
I almost had one of those uh, Darwin deaths yesterday. I got a new hammock, and I'm putting it up between two palm trees. And uh, the chains that I had uh, had a rust on the attachment thing, so I couldn't unscrew the thing. I don't have any of that WD-40 stuff that undoes that. So I went and got two hooks and screwed them into the palm trees. Like, this will hold. And the hooks are those. They're they're designed to hold bikes and They're like bike hooks. Yeah. Yeah. But they're going in. I'm like, they screwed right in. I hung on it for a second. I'm like, I think I've got something here. (laughs) I hooked the hammock up on one end, the other one going... It's a little higher than it should have been because the first time in a hammock, you're falling out of it. Get it set. I'm sitting down. I'm watching the little hooks start to bend. Palm trees aren't exactly the sturdiest wood. Watch them bend. I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. Finally put my full weight on it, and one of those giant hooks shoots out of the palm tree, and I watch it go from rubbery hook end to screwy pointy end, and it's heading right at me. Stabbed me in the ass, and I thought to myself, if I'd have gone down all the way, Eye. Right into the or eye temple. or temple, and that's how I die. That's how I die. Same as when Bus accidentally bit me in the penis. About a week ago, I put basketball shorts on, and he likes floppy things. Not bragging or anything, but in basketball shorts and no underwear, we all flop a little. And I put them on, and I remember putting them Especially on. Especially that bag you had. Well, I got a big bag, had <laughs> a hanging bag, and I'm like, eh, we're about to go play some rope in the backyard. He gets a little <laughs> at it. So they start flopping around there and flopping. He, the whole thing in his mouth, hi, <laughs> as it flopped. And, I, and he didn't bite down, and I screamed. And then I thought, this is army crawl, pool, it's blood. It's so quick a removal. Horrifying. But then they'd have found me laying there with no dick halfway in the pool trying to cool off. <laughs> He's dead. He must have drowned. This is a Matthew Perry situation. But where's his dick, for God's sakes? What was he doing? Megan would have been in the oleanders like, is this a rope? Snake! What dick! Yeah, it was horrifying. So I've had uh, two very near-death experiences where I don't want to get found. <laughs> Evidently, he was putting up a hammock like an idiot. He screwed in these things into a palm tree, which is like a cork board, dummy. And it shot off and stabbed him right in the temple, and he's gone. <laughs> I don't know if that's how I want to die or not, but it sounds reasonable. Rock Wars, the wake-up song, and the you bastard sight of the day. Want to know more? Visit Holmberg's Morning Sickness online at 98kupd.com. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. What's, yeah. what's the hammock doing right now? Did you remedy it? You gotta get, yeah. I got to go get a couple of new hooks. <laughs> <laughs> Ones that aren't so deadly. Still going to do it. Oh, I'm going to do it. The hammocks are awesome. Not so fatal. Also, the hammock is about a foot too short, so I've got this extender I've put on there. It's, it's, a, it's a Bush League operation without going back there with the hammock, but I'll figure it out. I'll make it work. Hammocks are amazing. In this weather, come on. Like you said earlier, it's like being inside, outside. I walk out of my house, and it's the same. Still. It's perfect outside. It's just a perfect, like, it's like having, I've got like an... You're in a dome. Yeah. If I didn't, if you put a roof over this thing, it would feel the exact same as my house. So I've just basically got like five million square feet now. I just outside is inside. It's my whole house. Why not lay down by the palm trees? Sounds lovely. But I'm too stupid to operate the hooks, is what I'm saying. So I, you don't want me in charge of the door on the airplane. Everybody needs to fly SetJet once. SetJet should just do a, like, I'm going to talk to the CEO. I'm talking to Tim later. I'm going to. Hey, here's what you need to do. Give everybody a freebie like drugs. 
Never flown Set Jet before? Get on. I'll take you somewhere. Fly them for free once. Once. First one's free. And once you taste that, once you get that pilot leaning on the front seat, telling you that if it crashes, you're going to die rather than that nonsense, grab your flotation device and help the others. Like, we all know that's not going to happen. He basically says, you're going to die. If, Just be cool. If we, don't, if we don't land on the runway we anticipate landing on, we're going to die. So any questions? You want to know where the emergency doors are? That's adorable. What if we start on fire? You're going to die in a fire. That's what's going to happen. If Enjoy we should... your gray yeah. goose and <laughs> shut up. Right. You're getting a gray goose. Drinks are included for a reason, to get you nice and liquored up for just in case. Besides that, Brett and I were so drunk on a 30-minute flight coming oh, back, yeah. uh, we weren't in charge of anything. I would have been. We would have been giggling the whole time. We're trying to figure out how to open the door. I can't do it. I just, <laughs> Me neither. My, my hands are all numb. <laughs> Hey, Brett, push the air against the wall. <laughs> this handle here? Yeah. Sierra, Sierra, take your shirt off or we're going to do it. There's no laws anymore. There's no rules. <laughs> we're all going to die in 20 minutes. Yeah. So take it away from us. We don't deserve it. We don't deserve that responsibility. That's enough. Another thing that I'm, uh, as the end of the year comes up, I'm reading a lot of articles about like things we as humans need to change for the future. I didn't know this. I am today years old. I found out this morning. Did you know your pillow has a date on the tag you're not supposed to tear off? Did not. It is an expiration. I know you don't care Coffee much. Coffee did. You don't care much about expiration dates. It is an expiration date on your pillow, as suggested by the pillow company, saying this is when this thing goes south with bacteria and death. Really? Two years. There's a date on everyone's. You're today years old. You just yeah. found out. I mean, I knew the mattress had the tags on and right. stuff like that from Fletch. The mattress police. There's come, a but. date on it. On your pillow oh. somewhere, there's a date. And it's telling you, once it goes past here, you don't want it. I'm anymore. checking my cool gel pillow yeah. today. I don't know about cool gel. And the other test is after two years, it may have some life. And it's like smelling the milk. You fold it and you hold it for one minute. You let it go. If it stays folded, that's a dead pillow that's just collecting dead germs and dust and gross it's more dead you than it is pillow and the yellow pillows that everybody's like yellow pillows are when they when you know they're working because they just turn yellow that's it's basic like okay you're sleeping on a, a corpse sponge. <laughs> you're sleeping on a corpse so it's basically dead you there's no pillow left it's been replaced by all your skin and gross and oil the one pillow i sleep with between my legs that thing takes a beating that poor bastard after a session or a tug out you know, put that between your legs so my knees don't touch because I don't like that. And that poor guy's in the danger zone all night. <laughs> all that garbage that's going on while you sleep. Sometimes it makes its way back up to my head. You don't know. You're sleeping. I got to put this here and that there. Two years, evidently. There's an expiration. Check your pillows right now at home. They got a little, they got a date on them. I probably have pillows that I've had for a decade. We turn them over, not just because of the. Yeah. We just change it up. I got every new so ones, often. but I like my old ones. I like them. I have old pillows, a couple of really old. I got some new ones. I got some tuft and needle pillows that I'll never get rid of. Those things are never leaving. I've got them broken and perfect. Those, uh, you know, other than the the added decorative pillows and the bed, you oh, know, that's a woman. Those thing. aren't. Yeah. They can't get enough of those. Yeah, you're not three layers that. deep. If you're I, sleeping those, on them, been... I don't get the. Don't uh, lay on those. What no. the hell are they here for? No, you're supposed to push them onto yeah. the floor. That's better. 
No, you're supposed to stack them on a chair. Well, I'm not doing that. I'm tired now, and it's not time for cleanup or redecorating. This whole mess goes on the floor <laughs> real easy in one push. It's like the decorative soaps or those towels you're not supposed to use the in the towels. bathroom. Yeah. It's a girl thing. Chicks have all sorts of those rules, and then you just move out of that bathroom and start using your own. This is my bathroom, and all these towels get touched. Don't wipe your hands on the towels. You're wasting that towel's life. <laughs> get, new, get a second set. It's towels for crying out loud. Those soaps are for guests. We never have guests. Why in the hell would we have guests that need their own soaps? No. They can unwrap a bar a dial just like the rest of us. I'm allowed to use the seashell-shaped ones just as much as anyone else. They're like 20 cents. Fine. <laughs> We're out of soap clamps. <laughs> and soap clamps are gone again. You're not supposed to use the soap clamps. Hey, watch this. Amazon. I'll have them here in another hour. I'll just re- I'm not going to talk about it anymore. Uh, you're, you're, you're encouraging me to lie to you. I'm going to order new soap clamps. I used up all the soap clamps. i got to fill that jar again. <laughs> Jars in the bathroom. Ladies, come on. Decorative soaps. Silly. Yeah, change your pillows out. Every two years, evidently, they die. And you muck them up something fierce. I'm a big one. I've always been a person who believes that, uh, not always, because when I was a younger person, my sheets were gross. College, you don't do what you're supposed to. A friend of mine said it to me a long time ago. You wear your clothes for around 8 to 10 hours a day, and you wash them every time you do that. You're in your bed 6 to 10 hours, if you're lucky. Every night, and you don't wash that for, like, sometimes two weeks. And you think about it that way, it's gross. You do a lot of sweating and body gunking and drooling and snorting and farting. Your sheets need at least once a week, at least once a week to hit full wash and rotation. All of them. Treat it like a hotel. They wash them every day. They replace it. Constant. Because we're gross. Our bed is where we do the grossest stuff. I'm not half as gross in my clothes. Now they've gotten it, you know, a lot of the places, too, by request. What? They'll do them every other day. If you're staying there. Yeah. Right, yeah. yeah. If you're in the room and you're the one mucking up the sheets, you're like, you want to yeah. use them another day, that's fine. But they're not doing that by request. Hey, the last guest said. Right. They're, they're not doing that. <laughs> okay. you're not, if you don't mind. clean sleep If you don't night. mind sleeping in there. He said he didn't uh, <laughs> or a crap in there at all, if you're interested. We'll knock $20 yeah. off. I mean, Ooh. look at look at the Vegas bed when you're done with it and think, man, I'm one of how many thousands that have done exactly that to these sheets. They do a really nice job of getting rid of that. The towels in Vegas? Oh. <sighs> Washed hot. So at home, <laughs> you should be doing that same thing. Yeah, absolutely. So change your pillows. Check out. I can't wait to go home and look at the pillows and see dates because I know one of them is going to say uh, after Clinton's out of office. I'm going to have a couple of really old ones. I guarantee I've got I got a couple from the Bush administration in there. I got a good one that just I I mount. It's just a mush ball, but I love it. If I folded that thing up, it would stay folded for years. Love that pillow. And then I've got that tuft of needle that's probably five years old at this point. It's probably expired, too. But I can smoosh that from end to end and make a bigger pillow out of it. It's the best method ever. Those pillows were incredible. So, but it's expired now. And I'd let it go. Much like the sell-by date, you got a couple extra weeks. I imagine the pillow with the this expired in 2017. Yeah. He's hanging on. We're all right.
But look at it now and tell me the uh, the years. You'll see. Uh, it's seven sixteen. Let's get ourselves a wake up song, shall we? Brett, what do you got on the big board of musical treats? All right, wake up song brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. It is snow time and getting you guys ready for it. Action Ride Shop's taking care of you guys. Full ski and snowboard packages available. Plus, if you need the, you got the gear already, you need to get it tuned up. They're going to hook you up with all that. Or if you don't want to go up to the snow, you don't want to freeze your ass off. Just stay around here and hit the trails. Everything you're going to need for that bike, or if you just need a new bike, they got everything from Pivot to Santa Cruz to Rocky Mountains. You name it, they got it. Action Ride Shop is the place to be. And on the list, we have uh, Hatebreed Demon Hunter. Uh, Ted Nugent, Wang Dang, Sweet Poon Tang for uh, Connor's John mom. Connor's mom. <laughs> By the way, Connor uh, from uh, the Blackhawks is 18. I thought he was 20, 21. Means, He's 18 years old. Means which means mom's probably not expired. Potentially, mom was 17 when she had him. Let's go. She's yeah. 35. Yeah. All right. Uh, Falling in Reverse, Deftones, Stone Sour, Faith No More, Mastodon, Slayer, Lamb of God, Metallica. I've been with a friend of mine who... Uh, had a relationship with a woman who had a kid and then that didn't work out. And then like Toledo said, that kid came back. He's like 21 now and they pal around. What's up, bro? That ain't normal. <laughs> There's certain times you, you like that stuff. I look at it like really weird. Like that's a creepy tie back to that's like staying friends with the family of an ex. Just eliminate them all. It's, yeah. it, it's too close. Be done with that. I had someone um, this last week. The ex, they've been uh, been an ex for a while, fifteen years. Yeah. And the brothers going over to the family's place for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, that, that, that's a weird one. That I know. Uh, oh, an odd thing. The family had a horrible divorce. The two, the the daughter had a, a really nasty divorce, and uh, the son in law went and married some lady. And what is it? The aunt of the family. So the aunt of the girl who was devastated by the divorce befriended the son-in-law's new wife. And, and their best bus. And spend the holidays with them instead of the regular family. And act like that was okay. And he's like, you know, he destroyed my life, right? It's like, yeah, well, they have a place in Hawaii. We're going to head on over. And she would third wheel herself around. Wow. And I'm like, that's just terrible to do. Like you have to, sometimes you have to abandon... Even if you like him, you have to, I can't be friends with you anymore. I gotta, I gotta draw some lines here because this used to be in your sister's mouth, and you being around here reminds me and everyone else of that. And it's time that you and I aren't friends. So. I'm still real good friends with her brother. Great, that's gonna work out. That's a good idea. Boundaries. Uh, it's tough. It's, yeah. Uh, whatever you want to do here, Bert. You, you name know. it, Brady. Uh, let's do a little Nugent. Yeah, Uncle Ted. We, have never, we haven't done Uncle time. Ted in a while, and there's some Uncle Ted fans out there. And I know you folks are like, I hate Uncle Ted. Right, all right. Put the political stuff aside. He's a guitar superstar. Uh, Amboy Dukes and all that stuff. Uh, the kid was like 14 years old and one of the most proficient guitarists of all time. Put his politics aside. Although, as much as I sometimes agree... There are as many times, if not more, that I disagree with Ted Nugent. All right, a little far. I find him endlessly entertaining, and yes. he has a right to say and feel however he wants. The people who hate him are the ones that are always like, everybody has a right to say and do whatever they want, except Ted Nugent. He should be canceled. 
He, you can't start screaming that everybody can say and do whatever they want and be let their freak flag fly if Ted Nugent isn't allowed to do it, too. It's not just the people who agree with you who want to dress up in rainbow dresses and have unicorn horns and identify as a goat. If they're allowed to do it, Ted Nugent's allowed to hate it out loud because he's a, he's a superstar with the guitar. Besides that... And a bow and a gun. I was just going to say, he's got a pretty good... <laughs> Acumen with that bow and arrow, so you don't want to piss him off either. I don't know when he's going to snap, but he's he's older than you think. Wang Dang Sweet Poontang. I think it's one of the dumbest songs ever written. But it's appropriate. But it's appropriate story. for what we're talking about, which is <laughs> the allure of Sweet Sweet Poontang. And Wang Dang it if we're all not <laughs> susceptible to that. It's out of control now.